With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Tales from 2A. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the bespectacled Brian Anthony Davis. I'm trying out this look. Uh, They're real because I'm nearing 50 and I can't see anymore. So I'm trying this out. And I've kept them on for half a show, which is really good because I don't do well with glasses. I, I just don't do well. But if I want to watch a movie, I probably need them. And driving at night. Now, my license will tell you, I mean, my license, I passed. But I can't drive at night. I passed that eye test. I, uh, I don't know why she passed me, but she did. And that was just like two years ago. So I was shocked. But anyways, so let's go ahead and go through here to 1986 as we're redrafting the Steelers' number one picks from all the way from 1980 to today, and we're going to have some fun with this as well. Um, and guys, you know, feel free to jump in. So 1986, this was one where, man, it just didn't work out. John Renstra, we picked with the ninth pick overall out of Temple, an offensive lineman. He was more of a guard. Renstra was more of a guard. And he just, he had, he had some problems. Um, he uh, actually decided to hold out from the Steelers um, after, after in a, uh, gosh, if you hear that stuff in the background, that's, that's great. Uh, boy, my kids are loud. I wonder where they get it. I have no idea. Um, so John Renstra actually spent, instead of going to camp, decided to be a house painter. True story. He was a house painter for a little while and then decided to come back to the Steelers um, after 
I believe, a contract dispute. In fact, it took him a while to come in in 1986 as well. But I'm going to go with a guy that ended up being on the Steelers way too late. He was very good for the one season that he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Maybe he was, he might have been there for two seasons. But let's go down to pick 120. Let's deprive the Buffalo Bills of Will, Will, Will Wolford and go ahead. And man, can you imagine him for the entire 90s with Dermani Dawson? I mean, with a little bit of touch in the early 90s. I mean, that guy would have been very good on that line. So I'm going to go ahead and say, Will Wolford, Will Wolf, man, why can I not say Wolford? There we go, Wolford. We'll pick Will at 120 in 1986. 1987, Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer, 10th pick of the draft, wasn't supposed to be there. So let's uh, let's not change that. We'd be crazy to change that. And uh, in fact, Con- Shane Conlon went right before them at number nine. This was another instance where the, the Browns kind of messed some things up and the the Browns really could have taken them. But, um, and they should have. Just like in 2004 with Roethlisberger, the Browns should have taken them there. I believe they were number seven in both drafts. I think the, the, Bra- the Browns took a guy named Mike Junkin at the time. Um, didn't quite work out for him. But Browns being Browns, right? That's Cleveland for you. 1988, oh, this is the one that I want back. I had mono in 1988 during the draft. I had mono for like three months. So I watched everything. I watched remote control on on MTV. I watched a whole lot of soap operas. I saw the entire, one of my favorite... My one of my absolute favorite, um, gosh, I can't NCAA tournaments when Kansas Danny and the Miracles won. I watched that entire thing because I was home, I was absolutely home. Uh, and I watched the entire draft and I'm waiting and I'm wanting them to pick up Craig Ironhead Hayward. We got a son, that's awesome, but I wanted Ironhead, but. I'm going to let you guys decide on this. They had an opportunity to pick either Chris Spielman or Ironhead Hayward. There's a few guys they could have taken. And they went with Aaron Jones from Kentucky and at 118. And, excuse me, Eastern Kentucky. They went with a guy from Kentucky in the second round. They, they had a great pick in 1988 in the second round. Uh, his name was Dermonte Dawson. So they did well with that. But I'm probably going to go with Chris Spielman here. That's probably my pick. But, you know, if you look at the 1988 draft, that was just – I even wanted Lorenzo White I, I would have taken. Tony Tony wanted Lorenzo White too. And we talked about that when we did an Oilers-Steelers game from 1988 where the Steelers inexplicably won. But – that was just not a good draft for the Steelers in the first round with Aaron Jones. Now, he is in the Kentucky Hall of Fame, but just didn't work out here in Pittsburgh. But if you look at the 1988 draft, kind of a, really an interesting draft. I mean, 
some drafts like 2013, which we'll talk about later. Some some drafts are just odd to me, and when you and just like the two thirds 2013 draft, the Falcons picked number one overall Andre Bruce, which that's hard to even remember who he was. I mean, I remember him because I followed it, but you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna change my pick. Probably going to go with another offensive lineman here because there's a Hall of Famer that went right after Aaron Jones. And let's go ahead and take Randall McDaniel. Guy's in the Hall of Fame. He's a guard. Boy, are we loaded on the uh, offensive line. So, you know, well, we can't take him, can we? Because we have all those other offensive linemen that we've taken in the past drafts. We've taken all these linemen. So let's take Randall off the board. We'll give one back to to Minnesota. So that's why we're going to go with, I think we're going to go with, Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can go Eric Allen here. Eric Allen or Chris Spielman. That's your pick. I'm letting you pick it. If you want iron head in there, you can do it because guess what? It's not going to happen anyways, but good. Take your pick there. See, there's some, there's definitely some places that they could, they could have went there. But Aaron Jones just was not one of them. I'm trying to check catch up on the live chat. You know, I if I miss you on the uh, live chat, it's it's tough because I don't multitask well. Gosh, uh, I drive people in my house. I drive my wife crazy um, because of my lack of man. I'm really bad at that. So someone say Jeff. Jeff Kozlowski saying Thurman Thomas. Did does Thurman fall in line with this? And I don't think he does because I think he's outside of the 15 picks. Yeah, because that's 20 picks later. Because there's some other guys there, like Jumbo Elliott, um, Ken Norton Jr. Of course, Dermani went at pick 44. But so, yeah, we can't take Thurman Thomas, but that would have been amazing. And then we wouldn't have had to have picked one gentleman named Tim Worley that didn't work out. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So let's talk about it now. How about that? 1989. But before I do that, Dave Shipley, $10. Thank you so much. I've had a few girls I missed in my life's draft classes. <laughs> What's up, Bad? Thank you for the $10, Dave Shipley. Uh, one of our great buddies here from the show. You're all great buddies with the show, but I really appreciate you, Dave. Yeah, I. there's a great Saturday Night Live sketch from 1987 when John Larroquette dies and he goes up to the gates and he's talking, I guess he's talking to St. Peter and he's asking all these questions about the secrets of life. And he's asking about who had crushes on him in high school that he could have gone out with. And it told him, it's like, Oh man, I wish I would have known that I would have loved. And I mean, there might've not been anybody. I don't know, but I would have loved to known that the other joke was professional wrestling is real. By the way, WrestleMania weekend. All I got to say, um, which I, I didn't get to watch yesterday, but I'll probably try to catch up on that today. So, uh, Dave, thanks. That's that's really funny. Uh, so, 1989, Steelers had two first round picks. We'll probably we'll only do the first one. Yeah, you know what? Heck, this is our show, right? We don't care. 
let's do both of them. So, in 1989 with a first-round pick, this is how great that 1989 draft was. And remember, the Steelers won three out of their last four in 1988. That's how bad they were and how high they could have drafted. Number one, Troy Aikman, Dallas, Hall of Famer. Number two, Tony Mandarich, Green Bay, missed. Number three, Barry Sanders, Hall of Fame. Number four, Derek Thomas, Hall of Fame. Number five, Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame. Number six, Broderick Thomas, didn't work out. Number seven, Tim Worley, running back. Worked out for the first year. He had 770-some yards, about seven touchdowns. He had a good rookie year, and that's going to affect – that did affect what the Steelers did in the next year. But I want to go down, and I am going – I mentioned this earlier. If you make this pick, then what you're going to do is you're going to mess up your third-round pick unless they decide to go two safeties but I'm not passing on a hall of famer, Steve Atwater at number 20. Not at all. Not, not with uh Denver got him hall of famer. I'm not passing on him. So there you are. I'm going to pair him up with Thomas Everett. And those are my two safeties along with Rod Woodson at corner. And I guess they still had Belton Dalton hall at corner as well. So there you go. Not I'm not changing that. It's going to be Steve Atwater. Now the next the next one. 1990. I love the Eric Green pick. They traded down. We all know. We all know what happened. They they traded with the the Cowboys. The Cowboys ended up with Emmett Smith. The Steelers ended up with an extra third or fifth round pick that they got Craig Veazey with. There you go. Um, so I'm going to take Emmett Smith here because I didn't take Tim Worley the year before. So with me taking with us taking Steve Atwater, we can take Emmett Smith here. They, I understand why they would have never taken Emmett Smith, and you probably wouldn't have taken Emmett Smith either, just for the fact that Tim Worley had a very good rookie season for the Steelers. It was good enough that they were not concerned. They did not think he was a bust. Now, after the rookie, rookie season, things went downhill. But, so let's go Steve. Uh, let's go Emmett Smith there. That's, that's pretty easy. Now we're getting into, this one was tough because there's no way you're keeping Huey Richardson. Probably the worst Steeler number one pick of all time. I mean, he was cut after one season and, you know, Cower came in and said, no, you're gone. So he just did not work out whatsoever. Still was picked at 15 that year. Not a lot of great stuff after, after that, unless you want like Todd Marinovich or Ted Washington, which I don't think you want. So I'm going with a very solid a defensive end or edge rusher in Alfred Williams, who played for 128 games with the Vikings. We could go defensive tackle Kelvin Pritchett. Uh, there's there's some other players, but I am looking right here at uh, I I want to bolster up the uh, the defense, which they tried to do 
with Huey Richardson, who was a defensive end as well, that they were playing at linebacker, who he was basically out of position. So let's go ahead with Alfred Williams there. Not sexy, but a very solid pick. 1992, real easy. Leon Searcy didn't play long for the Steelers. Um, left with a uh, for contract with another team, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but did start in the Super Bowl. Played a long time in the league. Very solid pick for at number 11 for Bill Cower. His first number one pick in his long career. If you look at the guys after him, not not anything fantastic. Dale Carter, the defensive back, was there, but I I really like the Leon Searcy pick. I I'm going to uh, keep him there, even though there's a bunch of linemen on the team. Let's go ahead and do that. Tommy Maddox went at number 25, so 14 picks later, but they they weren't going to pick him then. He needed to go through some trials and tribulations to become the good stealer that he ended up being uh, years later. So there you go on that. Some of these uh, will get easier as we go. 1993, Dion figures at 123. I'm going to go ahead and take another defensive back, Ryan McNeil, who I believe ended up with the Chiefs at 223. So 10 picks later. Number 90 in 1994. I'm going to keep Charles Johnson. I'm not going to make a change at 117. Now, 16 picks later, we could have taken Isaac Bruce, but he doesn't fall in with the 15, so we can't go ahead and do that. But 94 was also another odd draft. Big Daddy Wilkinson went number one. Heath Schuller went number three. There, there were some good players in there too. Uh, there's a very good... A documentary online about the 1994 draft on YouTube that I watched recently. Not bad. Former, uh, I mean, future Steeler uh, Dwayne Washington and future uh, Steeler Todd Stussy went 18 to 19 right after the Charles Johnson pick. You know, there's some decent players. Henry Ford, I thought he was dead by then because, I mean, he created the, the vehicle, the Ford, and now Houston's picking him. At 26, that's odd to me. So Isaac Bruce would have been really good. Kevin Mawai went at 36. Those are two Hall of Famers, but they're out of the top, they're out of the 15 buffer area. So can't go with them. 1995, easy one for me. So Mark Bruner, he was a solid tight end for Pittsburgh. Nothing amazing, but I'm going with the linebacker right after him. I'm going with defense. How would have you liked to have seen Derek Brooks, Hall of Famer, one pick later than Mark Bruner? Yeah, I mean, the Steelers did have a good defense back then. They had the defense of the 90s. They were stacked at linebacker, but you still pick a guy like Derek Brooks. Because remember, in the Steeler time continuum, the football time continuum, everything's messed up anyways, so we don't know who else they would have had. Kind of renders all this pointless, but I'm going Derek Brooks. But it's our show. We, we're doing this together, so we're having fun with it. And Snowman says, Charles Johnson was a really good wide receiver. He was. He was a lot better than I, than I thought he was. But I'm still... Um, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm sticking with him there. 
if if Bruce, if we could have got Bruce in this exercise, we would have, but Charles was a good pick. He had some injuries too. 1996. Uh, 1996 was a weird draft. We had the steal of the, the draft in the second round when the Steelers traded a two and a four for Jerome Bettis. But Jermaine Stevens, that pick did not work out at 129. So we'll go ahead and we're going to go defense. The best, the best left at in the 15 would be Tony Brackens, who had a very solid career. He was out of Texas. Very solid career with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I don't really see anybody else on the board that, that kind of fits. Some of these guys, it, it's funny because they're in some positions here, they're not a lot of options. Like the Steelers could have gotten another tackle right after Jermaine Stevens if they really wanted a tackle. They could have taken Andre Johnson out of Penn State. But Jermaine Stevens had a better career than Andre Johnson. So they made really not a bad pick. Actually, you know what? I just realized something. Now, could have gone defense. Steelers needed to bolster the running game here. And I think they would have done this. I actually think, and we're not changing this. Dave Schofield, the Scobros, Dave and Rich Schofield would have wanted me to make this pick. And it's Mike Allstott at number 35 out of Purdue. Now there was a lot of talk that they were going to go after Allstott back then. He could have been their number one pick and it would have worked for him. It would have been great. But, they weren't going to do it when they're select when they're uh, trading for Jerome Bettis, and they knew that 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 trade for Jerome Bettis was happening, and it, it actually happened. So that's why they didn't pick Allstott. But Allstott would have been tremendous if you didn't bring in the bus. So that's why we're sticking with with Tony Brackens. I'm st- sticking with Brackens over Amani Toomer and Lawyer Malloy. So I just think that works for this. 1997, Chad Scott. At 124, Chad was a lot better than a lot of people think, too. Chad stuck around for about five or six years. We can go, but we're going to go defensive end, Trevor Price here. We're going to continue to bolster up the defense. So that's the pick. 98, easy. Alan Fanica, you get to stick around. And you have an HOF next to your name now, too. But when I originally uh, put this list together, he wasn't in the Hall of Fame, but wasn't going anywhere. Great pick. 1999. This is easy for me. I hated the. T- I remember calling off, not calling off work, but leaving work early, saying I'm going to take a half a day because I was working on a Saturday. And what I wanted to do, I because I couldn't wait for this draft. And some of my favorite drafts were me alone in an apartment or me alone in a room by myself, just watching the draft. Now, drafts are a lot of fun for me. And the reason drafts are fun for me now is because I've got a whole network of people like at BTSC, you guys, just friends. I mean, I am so busy just texting and like, it, it is one great thing. I, I don't, I stopped doing the knee jerk reactions from the first round of the draft because I was doing, I, I couldn't enjoy it and talk to everybody. And I, cause I was trying to write, um, Jeff Kozlowski, he brought up Brett Favre 
he's another one that you can't take in 1991 because it's he went in round two, but it was still um, too far away. He doesn't fall within the 15, or Brett Favre would have went there. And who selected? Here's a question for everybody. Who selected Brett Favre in the first round? Wasn't the Green Bay Packers. It was the Atlanta Falcons picked him in the first round. Hmm, Atlanta gave up on him, but they had Jeff George. I believe they had Jeff George at the time. No, he was he a Falcon yet, or was he still with the Colts? That was that was a whole confusing thing. I think he was, yeah, it was definitely Atlanta, but I can't remember the whole Jeff George situation. 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, and 2004. Let's throw in 2005, 2006, and 2007 as all stays. Not making a single change. In, and now that you could argue some of these, but in 2000, I'm going Plexico. I'm, stay, I'm sticking with Plex. 2001, Casey Hampton, they actually traded down. Yeah, no way I'm getting rid of Casey Hampton. 2002, this is the one you could argue a little bit. It was kind of weird at the the tail end of that uh, first round where the Steelers picked 128. Excuse me, uh, might have picked, I'm sorry. I lost my place here. I hate doing that to you. They, uh, they picked 129 and they picked Casey Hampton. Excuse me, not Casey Hampton, Kendall Simmons. I'm sticking with that Kendall Simmons pick. He was probably one of the better players. He was hurt a lot, but one of the better players on that line that that struggled with in those years. I really, really not going to take him away from it, but if you look at 2002, Robert Thomas, Patrick Ramsey, Deshaun Foster, not not a lot. Um, LaCharles Bentley, maybe, the guard would have just fallen in line there. You could have went with LaCharles, but I'm probably going to stick. I'm really sticking with him there. Kendall Simmons, 2003, Troy traded up to get him. <laughs> I think that worked out well. 2004, Ben eh, worked out well. I think 2005, Heath Miller. Yeah. I like that. 2006, Santonio Holmes. Yeah. We're not touching that. Oh, did I mention, I missed 2005, excuse me, 2005, Heath Miller. We're not messing with that either. 2006, Santonio traded up to get him. Worked out. Wasn't there as long as you want him. Law Dog, 2007. Yeah, you don't want to get rid of Lawrence Timmons either. Now, here's the thing about that 2007 draft. That pick was supposed to be Darrell Rivas. The reason it wasn't Darrell Rivas is because the Jets moved up to to 14. They traded, they uh, they jumped Pittsburgh, traded with the Panthers, and they took Revis. Revis would have been a Pittsburgh Steeler because that was going to be the pick. They they I don't want to say settled, but their backup plan was Lawrence Timmons, and Lawrence Timmons was a very very good backup plan for the Steelers. 2009, oh gosh, I excuse me, 2008, I hate the 2008 draft. Richard Mendenhall was better than anybody thinks here. 
he was kind of a little bit crazy. When I say crazy, he just he had a lot of uh, opinions, and he I don't know how much of a team player he really was, but I'm going to go with a different running back. One pick later, they picked the 23rd Rashard Mendenhall. You can get a guy that had nearly 10,000 yards rushing by the name of Chris Johnson from East Carolina, the speediest guy in the world at that time, in the football world. So we're going to go Chris Johnson here. You want a running back, you get him. You just pick the wrong one. Let's go ahead and take a look at 2009. 2009, they they had the very last pick. They could have picked uh, Laronitis with a couple picks later, but they went with Evander Ziggy Hood. Ziggy had a had a long career, not for Pittsburgh. Played about four years in Pittsburgh. Started in the Super Bowl, just not not the best draft pick, and just kind of didn't work out in Pittsburgh. He was he was kind of. He wasn't a sexy player. He was solid. He did some good things, but not really the guy that that it just didn't work out for him. Other players that they could have got was Patrick Chung, James Laronitis. His uh, father just passed away not too long ago. Uh, James Laronitis's father was uh, animal. Uh, I was going to say Hawk, Hawk, uh, Michael Hellestrand. He uh, died years later, but um, years earlier. But Animal from the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors in WWE, WCW history, he passed away. Patrick Chung's not not a bad pick here. Ray Malawaga, Malawaga. I always have trouble with that name. Um, probably not. He was a little more flash. Jarris Bird is probably one of the guys to look at here. You can go ahead and look at him because he's still available. But I'm going to stick with the position that they wanted, and I think they could have done better with very solid defensive end, Connor Barwin. Ended up playing for Houston and Philadelphia. Houston drafted him. We're going with Barwin there. 2010, Marquise Pouncey. Well, let's not change that. Definitely don't want to change that one. 2011, Cam Hayward. He's still on the team. 2012, Dave DeCastro. Still on the team. 2013. Oh, boy. And this is great because we're not going to have too many more to do because this is how well the Steelers have picked in the last 20 years. How many no changes have we had? That's that's just absolutely amazing to me. So when you think that they don't draft well, they draft pretty well for what they've got in front of them because you don't have a crystal ball. But 2013, Jarvis Jones thing did not work out. So I'm having a hard time with, with this pick. And I was, and I, I was thinking, you know, I really can't decide. Then I realized that I forgot somebody. So I'm going to go with, I mean, we could have went Tyler Eifert here, but Eifert was hurt a lot. 
Still in the league, but he was hurt a lot. They would have worked well for him. But I want to go wide receiver here. And I don't think anybody's going to complain about DeAndre Hopkins. They could have won Eric Reed, but they could have won Kyle Long at guard. But I'm going DeAndre Hopkins here. You could make room for that guy. And remember, their receivers were kind of in flux at this time. I know they had uh, they were losing. They were just lost Mike Wallace. They were losing Emmanuel Sanders. Hopkins would have been pretty good next to AB there. <laughs> wow, yeah, he's definitely the pick. So there you go. Not Eifert, definitely Ty. Excuse me, definitely DeAndre Hopkins. So let's go to 2014. We're not moving on from Shazier. 2015. Not moving on from Bud Dupree either. I really see no need to move on from Bud there. 2016 is an easy one for me. Artie Burns, you one in a corner. You could have got a you could have got a guy that I love a lot, and he was uh in the top three for defensive player of the year last year. Amazing amount of interceptions last year. Xavier Howard, Miami picked him up, and he's the one stud they have left. I believe he was the guy that they uh, that put out the Will Smith uh, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air gif when he was just looking around the empty house and he's there all alone when all these guys are getting traded, including Minka. But Burns is still in the league, but that didn't work out. They didn't offer him that that second deal. So Xavier Howard would have been amazing. Man, he would have been amazing. You know, sometimes you have these second-round grades, and you're like, yeah, we can't pick him because we've got to get a, a guy here with this grade. No, nah, man, Xavier would have been perfect. But look at the decade. Just look at – let's go from – 2010 to now, I've only got three changes on this list. That's that's pretty amazing. 2017, TJ Watt, you touching him? No. 2018, Terrell Edmonds. Now, yeah, we're, we're going to... I still think Terrell Ed, Edmonds is valuable for the team, but... I'm not going to go where you, I, I'm still not going to keep him here. I'm not going to go where you think I'm going to go. They had running back that they were looking at, you know, Geis, who ended up in Washington. I mean, he's done small things, but they were really looking at him as a possibility in 2018. But I got to tell you, there's, there's one guy that I'm going with. It's not Lamar Jackson. I'm just not making that change with Lamar Jackson yet. I mean, I just didn't see the fit then. Sure, MVP, but you can't argue with me that Nick Chubb wouldn't have been a perfect Pittsburgh Steeler. So I'm going to go ahead and put Nick Chubb in there. You can make an argument for Lamar Jackson. You can tell me, bad, you're wrong. We should have went Lamar. That's fine. I'm just going Nick Chubb here. And I'm probably going in the second or third round. I'm probably going Jesse Bates to get that safety that you wanted to get. That would have probably worked out so much better. 2019, we're not touching. 
Devin Bush Jr. 2020. There's no number one pick. Yeah, there was Minka Fitzpatrick because you made that trade. Minka was your number one pick. You don't want to you don't want to wipe that off the board, do you? And Chase Claypool was not your number one pick, but it was your top pick. And we're not really uh, moving Chase out either, so I'll just throw him in as well. Some people would have liked to have made that move for Dobbins. So I really like the the Nick Chubb pick. I I like some of these picks, of course. This this will never happen, but it's fun to talk about. That's forty years of drafts, forty years of drafts, and I have I haven't really done the math, but didn't make that many changes in the eighties. We we changed a lot here. We made all these changes: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine from eighty to ninety. Then, not a lot from then on. Pittsburgh's had a lot of no changes in this draft. So when you're debating on whether they should go running back in the first round, inside linebacker, you got to get the center. You got to get Creed Humphrey. You've got to get an offensive tackle. You can't forget about corner. I keep saying this. They know what they're doing. So sit back and enjoy it and have fun with it. Because more often than not, they do well with it. I want you to go back, and if you haven't listened to Dave Schofield's Stat Geek from the other day, listen to that. Very good show. Talking about how well the Steelers have drafted since 2000. I challenged him to do it. Didn't really challenge him. I just said, Dave, this is right up your alley. Why don't you do this? And he did. And it's a good listen. Very good listen. But like I said, the Steelers know what they're talking about with the draft. So with that, I'm going to get on out of here. I want you to enjoy your Sunday. We are. I'm going to be back here tomorrow evening with Tony Defio as we do the defensive side of the ball. With uh, We did the offensive side of the ball last week. We're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball this week on The Hangover. Check out Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman tomorrow morning on the audio platform Jeffrey Benedict sat in for, he didn't really sit in for Matty P. Matty P, who's on assignment or on vacation or doing something cool. He uh, he was off yesterday. Mark Davison sat in the big chair and he led, he led the show. Did a very good job leading the show. So great job by Marky D. Jeffrey Benedict, when you throw him in the mix, very good stuff as well. So check out that on the audio-only platform. Tony's show is on audio-only. There's a whole bunch of Let's Ride. For my money, Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. One of the best shows that we offer on the audio-only platform. Great stuff, so check that out. In fact, just keep it. You know, Save us. Have us pop up every time there's a podcast. And I'm going to ask you this. Download us, too. If you're watching us on... on uh, on YouTube or Facebook, but you really want to help us out, you help us out by downloading the show and maybe listening to it while you're driving so you don't have to look at this face. You don't want to look at this face. You might want to look at some other faces. Everybody loves the Aussie guys. They want to look at those guys. Our, they're our boy band of BTSC. Everybody wants to look at the Scobros. I get it. They're our other boy band. They're like the Duran Duran. And so they're like when... One Direction 
gets old, they're Duran Duran, and so that's the Scobros. So there you go. They're but they're sexy dudes too. So you, you got to check those guys out. So, <laughs> all right, I need some breakfast. I think I'm going to do that. I don't know what time it is for you, but it's 2 a.m. somewhere, and I ask you to do this three things as always. You could probably say it along with me now. Be safe, be true to yourself, and always be behind the steel curtain. The glasses made it almost a full show. How about that? Should I keep them? Let me know. All right, friends. We'll see you next time. I love you all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.